inside game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Time can't be uh, Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things this is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother, J.S., to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and yeah, we hope even enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today, we introduce Donkey Do, What Donkeys Do. Adieu, part three. And we're going to get right into it, right into the story of misguided pathological altruism. Just what kind of society surrenders the safety of 5 million people to the interests of 5,000 non-tax-paying drug hounds, alcoholics, and criminals who wander our streets? Have, by any chance, have any of you been to the main branch of the Denver Public Library recently? Try entering the family reading room. You're in for a shock. The smell is unbearable. Dozens of men are sleeping in bags on the floor, on tables, across the chairs. It's worse than the worst Greyhound bus station you may have ever seen in your entire life. It is a nightmare. Totally unsanitary. I mean, it's actually insane. Family reading room? My ass. But as the city spokeswoman told us, the Denver Public Library is open to everybody. Translation, it's open to nobody but the insane. Nobody in their right minds would ever take their children and enter the Denver Library family reading room on the first floor. No, no, it wouldn't happen. This is an Orwellian description if there ever was one. Family reading room. What a perversity. And let's make it perfectly clear. Only a very tiny percentage, a very tiny percentage, an infinitesimally small percentage of these homeless people for whom we are supposed to sit back and let them ruin the quality of lives of everybody in the city. The vibrancy, vibrancy of the city is, is killed by these mythical, down-on-their-luck moms and dads with kids. No way. They are, they are just vagrants, drug addicts, psychotics, and criminals. Check out the facts. Down-in-their-luck moms and dads are as, as rare as the sightings of the Yeti, the abominable snowman. They may not even exist at all. To think otherwise is to just accept the truth of urban myths. I, I hypothesize that there are some parts of these MPAers' brains that simply misfire or are, are, are just malformed from birth. You know, perverse priorities, loss of perspective. These are symptomatic of the typical MPAers. And the worst aspect of the MPA syndrome is that its worst, most virulent effects are not felt by they themselves, the bearers of this disease, but the the, the effects are suffered 
by other people who happen to be in the proximity of the carrier of this disease. It leads to the diminishment and ultimately the demise of all civilized community and, and for which MPAers themselves, they accept no responsibility whatsoever for having infected all those that they have come in contact with. In America, victimhood has achieved sanctified status. But the promotion of the interests of the homeless over the interests of families, moms and dads and children, and other normally socialized citizens is perversely seen to be, in and of itself, a demonstration of emotional sensitivity and empathic maturity, when in reality, it is, it is of course, neither. The value of the traditional family experience has given way to unjustifiable, inane, even insane levels of wokeness. Drug fiends warrant compassion and the, and the discrediting of the traditional family values is in full alignment with efforts to design to crush, wherever it is found, Western culture and its tradition. This kind of thinking lends itself to the fostering of all forms of crime and violence and justifying them. And, and we are told we, we must learn to tolerate as a demonstration of our liberal, empathic, non-judgmental acceptance of, of this as just cultural differences, which is, of course, absolute madness. I mean, putting a bone through one's nose is kind of interesting, but it's not the same as a trial and error process. No, it's not. And the end game of all this nonsense is, of course, takes San Francisco or Baltimore or as Spike Lee calls it, Chirac, you know, Chicago. If anybody is in charge of these swaths of, of major cities, and it's debatable that actually, you know, anybody manages these places, it's only the men with guns that rule. And those suffering from MPA, you know, you know, the majority of which are cat women or cat woman like, they often open up food stands and serve near homes and parks and apartment buildings hot cocoa as as nourishment to these hophead vagrants, homeless drug addicts, sometimes even psychotic goofs who are attracted to these food stands these hot cocoa stands, and then why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? And as a result, having been lured to the neighborhood food stalls, they quite rationally and logically, as a result, they just hang out and congregate near homes, apartments, uh, playgrounds, and parks near which these MPA kooks are making available to them hot cocoa and cookies and brownies, thus making rational moms and dads dare not risk their children's welfare, lives even, by going anywhere near these dangerous people hanging about and infecting their neighborhoods. And we are told that this is a good thing. This is bullshit. It's a, let me make an analogy. I mean, it's instructive that up in the mountain communities, 
civil administrators post signs stating that it is illegal to place garbage or food anywhere near a dump. It is likely to attract bears. And to do so is unsafe. It's dangerous to the community. But people who bring food to such sites to lure the bears are subject to criminal fines if they do this for endangering the community, and rightly so. But down here in Denver, MPAs, principally these cat women-like creatures, they set up food stops and these cocoa stands in neighborhoods precisely for the purposes of attracting and keeping the homeless, the drug addicts, the violent criminals near homes, apartments, and businesses. And why, why would this be viewed as a good thing? These are very strange values to think it is healthy to bring dangerous people anywhere near children. It's actually quite sick, but, but how dare I judge? Hmm. That, the, that these homeless do commit crimes and diminish neighborhoods and are dangerous does not matter to MPAers. No, it does not. They judge themselves like little Mother Teresa's, that little fraudster who herself, I should point out, was a significant player in the poverty business. Her PR efforts honed to such extent that she controlled bank accounts that held tens of millions of dollars, and she grasped them tightly in her little fists and wouldn't let go. Yeah, but, but she's definitely a subject for another day. That little fraudster whom, you know, I'm off on a tangent now, but that little fraudster upon whom receipt of her Nobel Prize had the temerity to declare that the greatest problem, the greatest problem on planet Earth was abortion. God help me. Anyway, back to those hot cocoa stands. Parents and children, they are denied safe use of playgrounds and parks established originally and principally for the benefit of the children, but not anymore. This turf has been ceded to the homeless and the MPAs fighting mightily on their behalf to decimate, just decimate neighborhoods. Not theirs, of course, mine and yours. These MPAs um, identify as the most tolerant progressives, but as will, be, as will be demonstrated, I hope, they are mindlessly and selfish, selfishly serving their own interests only. Um, this is... You know, this is not the time to check out the uh, abuses that go on in the nonprofit businesses established ostensibly to provide aid to the homeless victims. Many are just ripoff scams. I, you know, peruse these charities form, you know, the IRS form 990s to see just how much money is made off the homeless. You're going to be stunned if you study them to see just how much of the money is siphoned off to the administrators in the form of salaries, benefits, cars, travel, and so, so little charity is actually provided to the homeless. I mean, it's just, it's just stunning. But forget the money motive for right now. It's hard, I know, 
but put that behind you. Let's look at the cat lady-like typology, all those MPAers. You know, they need a cause to which they can devote themselves and in so doing, alter the course of their otherwise useless, unproductive, purposeless, and less than fulfilling lives. Providing calories to drug addicts and criminals whom ruin neighborhoods gives meaning to their otherwise worthless lives. Then, after serving up hot cocoa to all, all these people who are ruining neighborhoods, they get in their expensive electric vehicles or their, their high-priced beamers of recent vintage, I should point out. And, and after just an exhausting day serving the hot cocoa, they head home to their own safer neighborhoods who are free of such beasts, having performed some real true civic good hmm. like calvinists you know who who for some perverted religious reasons you know won't partake of certain ordinary pleasures that they deem to be vices and they deny themselves these pleasures yet that they find that that's not sufficient to do the trick their real joy can only be experienced only be found in in doing all that they can to make sure you too are denied these ordinary pleasures, vices they call them, too. That's what gets their rocks off, that you can't do it. That's what's so sublime. So you want safe, clean streets, free of dangerous bears, free from dangerous drug addicts and criminals? Well, too bad. We're going to attract danger to your neighborhood because it brings us pleasure to do so. We, well, we, we live elsewhere, but we keep these dangerous people fed, don't we? Look, we, we got to go right now. We'll be back tomorrow with some more hot cocoa. Oh, that poor heroin addict, that hopper, coke freak. Well, got to run, got to get home. Well, now we return to the feared evangelistic animal rights ethicists. It's been a long way around, but we're back. It's not enough that Boulder, Colorado, for example, has legislated against the idea of pet ownership. You are are not even permitted to refer to yourself as a pet owner in Boulder. The term is forbidden, forbidden usage in city council chambers. Your status as the owner of a pet is not legally recognized. You are deemed, you are ruled, you are hereby are legally a pet, and forevermore, a pet guardian. The Boulder media, you know, plays along with this craziness, this with these loons, by mandating that no mention of pet ownership will ever again be allowed on the air, in the newspapers, or online. You <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you might, if you're old enough, remember that Leslie Gore song. It was a hit song from a long time ago when I was young. You don't own me. Well, now it applies to all life forms in Boulder, Colorado. So you don't own anything that lives. Well, except maybe, maybe you own your living plants. Hmm. At least you do for now you know, for the time being, until some fringe lunatic group from Boulder insists upon the rights of all living things 
that they cannot be owned by a human being. Not in Boulder anyway. You laugh, but just but just wait. It's not impossible. That day might be coming. And you know, I should mention for for clarity of the record purposes that gun sales, gun ownership, and concealed carry weapons permits are on the rise in Boulder. You know, among said loon progressives whom care about animal rights, heart and soul. I mean, they are dedicated to to the preserving animal rights. But I suggest, however, that these gun purchases are for the purposes of shooting human beings, not animals. Who would purchase a concealed carry, you know, weapons permit for the purpose of hunting in Boulder, Colorado? Come on now. Increase gun sales is 100% consistent with the concept that one values animal life over that of fellow human beings, at least in greater Boulder County, Colorado. Now, perhaps, perhaps they're worried about the safety risks posed by the ever-growing numbers of homeless whom wander now around even Boulder. But then one wonders, what about those hot cocoa stands? Oh, it's also oh, so confusing. You know, this tolerance in progressive societies, especially inside you know, that party of intolerance. I mean, where does it all end, Captain? Where does it end? And maybe, maybe there is no rational endpoint. I mean, consider this. The subculture of these kind of animal ethicist loons dedicated to the protection of the rights of animals actually has a subset that are protecting the rights of animals insects. They demand that all insects be treated humanely. I find that concept really amazing. Treating insects humanely. Hmm. An interesting concept. You know, and especially so when at this very moment, Russia has, has invaded and is bombing the crap out of its neighbor country, Ukraine. Hamas has gang-raped, murdered, and mutilated Israeli civilians, men, women, and children. I mean, how do we know this? Because we have copies of Hamas plans. We've got them on camera with their own GoPro equipment. You know, healthy you know, rebels from Yemen are firing missiles at merchant ships transiting the Red Sea. I mean, the axis of evil supported by China is very busy. Iran shipped 144,000 rockets to Hezbollah in Lebanon to be fired into Israel. And North Korea's Kim Jong-un is selling military equipment to, of all people, Tsar Putin. So he might escalate the destruction of Ukrainian cities. Afghan girls are beaten by the Taliban morals police when they're not shot and they're preventing from attending school. You know, rape victims are murdered in Pakistan. There's forced genital mutilation of young girls in Muslim countries. You know, coerced marriages. Yet to condemn these practices makes one Islamophobic. But MPA types ignore all this mayhem going on among human beings where lives are at stake in favor of raising a ruckus and they're horrified about, of all things, the plight of the humane treatment of insects. Does this, does this appear rather strange to you? 
Well, it does, it does to me. And, and it's not going away. This MPA phenomena is the product of a rich country, we are, whose people have plenty of time on their hands, we do, and in fact, far too much time. And few ideas as to what these people might possibly do to bring meaning to their mostly miserable, unsatisfying lives, except to religiously, fervently, whole heart and soul adopt all sorts of weird avant-garde causes in a, la in a last ditch effort to avoid having no other option, nowhere else to turn, but in an act of desolation, complete desperation, end their hopeless lives by swallowing one of the 440 million guns circulating in this country as of today. Though sales of all caliber weaponry in this nation is on the rise. But by way of illustration of the desperation of this misguided pathological altruism, these people, you know, this typology, in 1977, during the filming of, you know, low budget, you know, beef, you know, level horror film titled uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, there was, there was film foot, footage that showed the abuse and killing of arachnids. This got a number of MPAers totally stoked up. I mean, due to the in, indiscriminate mass tarantula killings witnessed and, and other inhumane treatment of spiders during the film's production, the empathy trigger of many of the and many of these MPAers was ignited, and they could not let this unacceptable atrocity, abuse of tarantulas, go on any longer. You know, it's kind of you know we're angry and we're not going to take it anymore. You know, kind of shades of um, uh, Howard Beale, uh, his tantrum in the old movie Network, wars. Mass violence, drought, earthquake, tsunamis, political upheavals may have been it may have been slaughtering, wiping out human beings by the millions all around the globe every year. But there, right there in Hollywood, how could one possibly, you know, callously stand by as innocent spiders suffered mistreatment? You know, at the hands of capitalistic, money-grubbing, greedy Hollywood movie producer mogul types. I mean, how could this, this, this atrocity go on? And it must end. It was intolerable. Oh, God, we must take a stand for, on behalf of all spiders. Forget that the world's children are dying. Spiders were being mistreated and were being killed. Oh my God! As Karl, Karl Marx once once asked, "What can be done? What can be done?" And on that serious inquiry, we will end today's discussion on the lunacy of the MPAers. This will end. Donkey do what donkeys do. A do part three is now over. 
and we have, I should point out, and we have not yet even breached our main subject, but, but we are now getting close. I promise you, we are really zeroing in on that naive, trusting Frenchman, a donkey, a court of law, a gardener, and Bridget Bardot. Hey, thanks for listening, and we hope that you shall return, just as did that egomaniacal publicity hound General Douglas MacArthur did during World War II after he had promised the word, the the whole world, I shall return. And on that note, we do bid you adieu. Bye-bye. See you.